It's the Sunday stew. Come on and get happy. It's the Sunday stew. Leave your woes behind. It's the Sunday stew. Come on and get happy. Come on down, we'll leave you satisfied. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sunday stew. It's our second season. Um, I know you guys have all missed us all summer long. Don't you think so, Bernard? I would hope so. I would hope so that they have missed us because we missed you. Pause for Oz. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, we. It, this is our second season of The Sunday Student. We hope that you all enjoyed our first season. Um, again, if you... you if this is your first time listening to us and you want to go back to our first season, you can always go to the Anchor app and check us out. And you can also go to Spotify and Apple Music. No, Apple Podcasts. Sorry, Apple Podcasts yeah. to check out our first seasons. And hopefully the first, you know, this season will be a little bit more structured than the first season. I think. Yeah, last... we're, we're going to try something new this season. We're going to do different segments. We're going to try to produce a show. Yeah. And not just talk not out of our ass. Not ramble on, rant, right? <laughs> right? Because we have a tendency to ramble on and not get our points across sometimes. I'm so. trying to get paid. I'm trying to, for someone, I'm trying, I'm waiting for iHeartRadio to be like, we want you to be on our roster. And I'll say, yes, when do you want us to move? Yeah, we entered a contest. We don't know if we'll win or not. I doubt we you will. Know, you never know. But they won't announce until October. So keep your fingers crossed. All right, so we're going to head into our first segment, which is called What's Cooking? And each week in this segment, we're just going to discuss current issues going on in the world and current events, whether it be, you know, politics, you know, whatever it is that's going on in the world right now. So, of course, it's September. Everybody's going back to school. So the big thing right now is virtual learning. Um, a lot of districts are doing either all virtual learning, half virtual learning, or maybe none at all. So as parents of a teenager in the eighth grade now, yeah, I know, eighth grade, he's getting old. Um, he's all 100% virtual learning. Yeah, and that was a decision that we didn't need the school district to, district to make for us. Um, it, it, I think originally they had planned for the kids to come back to school. Like some kids were going to go back to school if they chose to, and then others were going to do virtual learning. And the way they had set it up was like the kids were going to have to get in line to enter the school. They were going to have to remain six feet apart have their masks on at all times. And I'm thinking, there's no way you're going to have a bunch of middle schoolers keep their masks on, not wear them appropriately. And there's definitely no way that they're going to keep six feet apart. So we made the decision early on to keep our son home and, and learn virtually. Yeah, and I know there's a lot of pros and cons about kids being in school or virtual learning. It's not easy on anybody. It's not easy on the parents. It's not easy on the students. It's not easy on 
the teachers, it's not easy for anybody involved because there are a lot of working parents out there that may have an elementary child, but they don't have the luxury to stay at home with that child to do virtual learning. Or they don't have the re- they don't have the money to pay for a sitter or, you know, daycare or something like that. So it's really it's 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 a slippery slope. You know, we can all be quick to judge, but we have to put we all have to put ourselves in each other's shoes. Mm-hmm. We're fortunate enough that our child is old enough now that he can stay home by himself. Um, also been fortunate enough that my job has allowed my job has made the decision for myself and the rest of my my uh, colleagues to work virtually for the rest of the year or to work remotely is what we say well and you know it, it's just not school kids it's college kids as well yes you know bernard works at a university and and there's a lot of new restrictions in place and it's a different I tell you, I would not want to be, I would not want this to be my first year at college, at, at least not at the university that I work for. I mean, it just, it sounds kind of awful. Um, the students, well, move-in day was last week. So as soon as the students arrived, they were given a COVID test and then they had to wait for the, res- they had to wait to wait for the results of that test in their dorm room. They could not move, leave their dorm room until they got the results. And then... Once they got the all clear, they still weren't allowed to like interact with each other. I mean, they can go outside, but of course, masks on, six feet apart. Uh, It's just, it's such a different world on campus now. So I I don't know. Yeah, it's just, it's not an easy thing to do. And then also with virtual learning is the technology, you know, making sure kids are equipped with what they need. I know our son was issued an iPad through his school, um, but it's still, it's taking some of these apps or these programs that kids don't have a lot of knowledge on. So everybody's kind of learning as you go. The one good thing about younger kids is they're kind of used to iPhones and and iPads because they've grown up with them. I think it's a lot of the teachers that are still trying to figure out how everything works, um, as well as parents and how it all just mixes together. But you know, you got to have good internet service to do which a lot Zoom of classes. kids probably don't have great internet access. So it's like, well, what are they supposed to do? Um, it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Now it works for our son, but everybody's different. He doesn't have all of the distractions going on around him, whether it be other students that are causing commotion or just a lot of stuff. And he pretty much stays focused yeah, during for the, the most day. Part. And um, you know he's very good at getting logged in and you know making sure he's going to his classes or yeah. what certain times and yeah i i have the he can just log on and he's downstairs and i'm upstairs in my office working and you know i'm lucky i don't have to check in on him i mean when i come downstairs for like a break or a snack i'll see if he's doing but other than that he's very well self-sufficient he he does what he's supposed to do 
Every once in a while, you gotta kick them in the butt, but other than that, we're good. Yeah, but I know a lot of parents out there can't wait for their kids to get back in school. It's been since March, it you is, know. Yes, you know, you you normally have three months in the summer, but you got an extra three months, so it's been like a half a year since a lot of kids have really stepped into a school building. Yeah, and it's just an unusual world. Or if you had. A kid going into kindergarten for the first time and now they don't get that opportunity to do it um, you know I know a lot of people worry about the social interactions going on that a lot of kids won't get that um, and that is a shame that's where you do develop friends and things like that and going into a kid going into kindergarten for the first time that's where they're gonna meet friends and you know, get away from their parents and learn what it's going to be like to not be with mom or dad all day long or grandparents or whomever they're with most of the day. Yeah, that's definitely true. I just, I don't think it's that they won't ever. It's just that it's on pause right now. We will eventually get back to a new normal and that will mean, and we will have interactions. We will have big gatherings. You know, I don't know how soon, but yeah, we we will get there. So we just got to hang tough. Yeah, COVID has turned our world upside down. And something else that's going on that has been a hot issue is masks. Most counties, states, cities, companies require a mask to go into their location. As well they should. Or in public spaces. Um, you know, I, I work at an institution where... Visitors have to wear a mask. Employees have to wear a mask. You do get used to it. You know, you got to find the mask that fits you. Well, first of all, you have to find the mask that is fashion forward. I mean, that's the whole like upside to this whole mask thing is that people have gotten really creative. Creative. Like their mask game is on Point. I myself have taken part in it. I've gotten like superhero masks that I've designed. I I mean all 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 I I picked out a picture and you sent it in. That's not designing. Yes, it is. It's really not. But um, yeah, I've got a number of Janet Jackson masks. I've got a number of nerd superhero masks. Um, it's yeah. You have to step it up. You have to step it up, people. But yeah, so mask or, you know, it is that it's interesting. You're not looking at reading somebody's T-shirt anymore. It's like, ooh, at, I like their mask. Ooh, you I know? like your mask. But you, you've got to find the style and one that fits you nicely. The ones that I have, which are all share related, of course. Okay. But I, they just fit my face. I have a really big nose. True. So, you know, the the average mass sometimes squishes it down and that did make it uncomfortable and it would also be uncomfortable around behind the ears but i think if you get a mask that fits you properly um it really isn't that big of a deal it's you just kind of get used to it mm-hmm. um i know it, it can suck at times or whatever like you know you just want some good fresh air real quick yeah. you know but instead of your own air that's stuck in your mask or whatever it's your nasty mouth mask air yeah 
But and then it but the the thing with it is it's supposed to protect other people if you're wearing it as well as yourself. Yeah. You know, so you go into places and it's like, okay, what's the purpose? Why do you have a mask on if it's below your nose? Yeah, that's you another breathe thing. Breathe out of your nose, and it's a viral. The nose is the the air you breathe in through your nose that's connected to your lungs, folks. Yeah, it it just irks me. It's like, just take the damn thing off. Wear it over your nose because you're breathing out of your nose. You're breathing in your nose. Cover your nose. It's a respiratory virus. Don't wear it under your chin. Yeah, it's just that annoys me. Or when people come in and, you know, when you have to stand behind plexiglass and you got a mask on, you have to raise your voice. But people will want to take off their mask to talk to you. No, that defeats the purpose. Just talk a little bit louder, you know. But it just... People think that they're, you know, that it's their right not to wear one. Yeah, people how can have... you? How can someone be demanded to wear a mask? And in my mind, it's like, well, first of all, you have to wear socks and shoes or a shirt to go into a store. That sign has been around forever. No sh- shoes, no shirt, no service. What's the difference with the mask? Well, I mean, the thing is this. It's not even about that. It's about the fact that over over 100,000 people, I don't know the exact number today. It's almost 200,000 now. Almost 200,000 people have died from this disease, from this virus, I'm sorry. They've died. Um, There are people probably walking around with it who don't even know they have it. I have a couple of friends that I went to college with who have who still have it and have been battling it since April. Now, luckily, they have not uh, they haven't gotten to the point where they're hooked up to ventilators and things like that. But they they have they've battled it and they can tell you for sure what the effects of this disease are and how it has affected them. So. It's not a political thing. It's a health thing. Just wear the damn mask. It, uh, you know, if you, I like to pretend that I'm a ninja. <laughs> when I'm walking around, first of all, I'm an introvert. So this is, this is wonderful. People staying away from me and I get to wear a mask and I can make all kinds of like, I can say all kinds of stuff under my breath about stupid people and they don't, ha- they don't hear me because it muffles the sound. This is a dream come true. But I like to pretend that I'm either a ninja or a Power Ranger. So you have to find. <laughs> I just pretend I'm Bane. Oh yeah. I just that's you know, a good Everybody one. walks around. I'm like, ooh, everybody's Bane. From yeah, Batman. You know. Yeah, that's a good one. I didn't think about that. Yeah. But just, just find a way to cope with it because when you when you do it right, when you stay away from each other, when you wear a mask appropriately, and you just follow the guidelines, it. It really does help and we can get out of this predicament so much faster and get back to the way things used to be. Hopefully, hopefully. All right, well, that's what's been cooking this week. We'll have more next week in What's Cooking. Now it's time to move on to Pop Stock. Welcome back to the Sunday Stew. It is now time for our new segment called Pop Stock. 
okay? You know, you, you put a stock in the stew to make it heartier. So this is pop stock, and it's all about pop culture and what's going on in the world of entertainment, fashion, blah, 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 what have you. First and foremost, um, we kick off this segment, segment by acknowledging the passing of uh, Chadwick uh, Boseman. Uh, I hope I'm saying his name correct. Chadwick Chadwick. Bozeman, um, who is the star, who was the star of Black Panther. He passed away unexpectedly, uh, what, last week? Um, about a week and a half ago. About a week and a half ago. Um, unbeknownst to millions his of millions fans. of fans all around the world, uh, Chadwick was battling uh, colon cancer, and no one knew. And, you know, I for one believe that he is a true blue superhero because he had been battling colon cancer for what, six years? Four. I Four? Think. Yeah. He filmed Black Panther. He filmed uh, Avengers Civil War. He filmed. Uh, well, he was doing all kinds of. He, I'm just naming work. the movies yeah. um, Civil War, Endgame, uh, Infinity Wars. I mean, he filmed all of those movies while battling colon cancer. And you. I don't. I mean, I I wasn't there during the filming, but I mean, he never let on once that anything was wrong. He just yeah, went it, on it, like nothing happened. It just came as a huge shock to the world. I was sleeping. Bernard came to bed and he's like, "Chadwick died," and I'm like thinking in my head, "Oh, did he get COVID or was he in a car accident or something?" And when he said cancer, I'm like, "What?" Mm-hmm. And I think that just really hit people hard because it was, they didn't know and because he seemed like a very healthy young man and I say young because he was still 43 yeah you know but he was he didn't let on yeah that's the thing he didn't let on he didn't he could have easily revealed his his illness and but I I think what kept him going was the fact um that the movie, that Black Panther, had such an impact on people. And he knew that people would would focus on his illness more than they would the joy that they get from the movie. Because Black Panther was a was not just a hit movie, it was a cultural phenomenon for the black community. Black, black Panther brought out people that would have never normally seen a movie like that. If my grandma was alive today, she would want to go see Black Panther. So it, had he revealed his illness, it would have the impact of his role in the movie and what it did for the black community, it would have taken a back seat. So that's why I believe that he is a true blue hero. Yeah. True blue. To do that and do all those stunts and long shooting days, I mean, my God. And everything that you read about the guy was nothing but positivity. No. You know, fighting for equal rights and fighting for, you know, just everything. And he was, you know, I mean, when former president and first lady tweet about how kind and generous you were, you know, and just the world seemed to love him. And it was just a huge loss. And, you know, a lot of kids looked up to him. Yeah. You know, and... He also portrayed Jackie Robinson. Yeah, the man portrayed 
icons. Yeah. He portrayed, like, when he wasn't... Yeah. James Brown, Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall. I mean, when he... It was kind of weird for him not to portray, like, icons. So, I mean, a huge, huge loss to not just the entertainment community, but to the world. And he will be missed. Um, Now, talks, talks are now trickling in and beginning to see how the franchise itself will push forward um, because you know when you sign on to a Marvel movie like that you know you sign on for multiple movies because they they're trying to bring an experience to all the hardcore fans so what a lot of people have been saying is that they that Marvel should stick with the comic book and in the comic book um, for a while uh, Black Panther's sister Shuri Siri became the Black Panther which I don't know if you I don't know if we think it's too soon but I do think that that is a good idea because just like what Black Panther did for the black community um and for the world not just the black community but for for the world but definitely for the black community to see a black woman step into a major superhero franchise like Black Panther would do wonders for black for little black girls everywhere because we have yet to see a a superhero a black female superhero up front um catwoman does not count halle berry's catwoman does not count and she was a villain <laughs> no she wasn't she was a hero sharon stone was the villain whatever it was but a Catwoman is normally a villain she's misunderstood <laughs> all right well anyway so more to come on Black Panther and stuff and you know and and sorry to all of the the Chadwick fans out there yes. in, in the world yes um, but another big phenomenon that has been going on in the last couple of weeks is WAP uh, uh, Cardi uh. B and Megan Megan the Stallion you're so white I am not so good. <laughs> have released a very unique song. Um, I guess we could say what WAP stands for. WAP stands for uh, Wet Ass Pussy. Yeah, so... If you have children in the car, please... I should have said a word Well, first. those children have probably heard the song. They probably know? have. <laughs> I mean, this song is everywhere. It's on TikTok, all over. How did you feel when you first heard that song? Because you just, you just, I mean, that song's been everywhere for a while, and you just saw it. Well, okay. Well, I've heard snippets of the song, okay? I've never, like, played it to listen to it all the way through. I didn't see the video. So, Bernard showed me the video the other day. It's all right. I mean... Anyone who's seen that video... Well, would I, not describe it as it's all right. Well, no, I think the vis- the video, the color, I don't know what about it, but it's very beautiful. Like, the coloring, the style, um, you know, because one was like a white tiger theme and one was a leopard theme. So you're going gonna- to... No, I'm just saying it was a very colorful, beautiful video. See, with you, titties hanging see, out. <laughs> see, your butt has been watching way too many damn Netflix interior design shows. But the color was nice. It was. Did it you was not very see? Beautiful. Well, you know, then you there's the, Cardi B with her titties out with pasties on. 
Yeah. You know, but at this point, everybody's already been talking about it. So, I mean, unless they just showed a big wet ass pussy, then there was nothing to really be shocked about. It's like really disturbing when you like say it. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> don't know. Okay. I first heard this song and I, I'm going to be honest. I was like, what the hell did Cardi B do? You know, she won. She Cardi B has had a lot of success, won a Grammy for for best rap album, uh, which a female has not done since Lauryn Hill back in the 90s. Um, and, and to be honest with you, I wouldn't expect Cardi B to have won a Grammy so soon in her career, but she did. And I was happy for her. But I just thought. You haven't put out an album in a minute, and this is what you come back with? Talking about your your vagina? And I saw the video, and I was like, ugh. But, but I, I have a question, though, because she sings it with Megan Thee Stallion. Who, did Cardi write it, or did they co-write it? Well, they both have verses on it, so they co-wrote it. Okay. So I'm sure it'll like, be on who's, both who's their idea albums. Whose was it, though? It was probably Cardi's. Okay. It was probably both of theirs. They're probably, you know, you're in the you're in the studio and you're vibing and the track comes on and you just say what comes out of your your dome and wet ass pussy came out of her dome. I mean that that's what it was. But um so yeah, I felt some kind of way about this video and the song when I first heard it. Um but now I love it. It it's very female empowering. You know? Um because you don't hear a lot of women just put it all out there. I mean, yeah, you know, I grew up with Little Kim and, you know, um, who else is kind of, well, Madonna, Madonna and all that stuff. I mean, but Madonna never said, you know, I want you to park that Mack truck in my little garage. She never made it so blatantly obvious. Like, she never said wet ass pussy. She was kind of more, she kind of hinted at at it, you know what I'm saying? But Cardi's just like, here it is. This is what I want, and I think it's really, I think it's really empowering for women. You know, a lot of times in in songs, men are the aggressors. They're the ones that are like, yeah, girl, I'm gonna put it in you, and I'm gonna do it to you this way, and it's gonna make you feel all kinds of ways, and you won't be able to walk. And now, and Little Kim did the same thing. She was like, you know, my vagina it will make you do tricks. You know, it'll make you feel so good. It'll make you do tricks. She did all said all kinds of things about it. But this this song just lays it out there. Mm-hmm. Cardi says, this is what I want. Give it to so, me. I won't accept anything less. So we could get 45 because he's quite experienced at throwing paper towels for their, their walks. Um, I see where you're going with that. And you know... You well, know, you know, you know if you have something wet, you need paper towels to... I think Clean Cardi. <laughs> I think Cardi wants you to use something. Cardi and Megan want you to use something else to mop it up. Well, like, I'm bald, like your, so I don't know if that would help. I'm you can catch Patrick you. at the uh, Yuck Yuck <laughs> Club this weekend. Two sets with a breakfast buffet in the middle. Uh, yeah. It'll be a great. Time. <laughs> so You'll leave needing stitches. Yeah. <laughs> So if you haven't heard WAP, which you I, I wanna I wanna meet the person who has not heard WAP or seen the video. Um, I, I think it's I think it's wonderful. I, I bet you there are a lot of people that have not seen or heard that. Do you think um, First Lady um, 
I don't even know the woman's name. That's sad. Melania. Melania. <laughs> Melania's like, yes. I'm sure Laura Bush hasn't. I thought Laura Bush was dead. No? No, that was Barbara Bush. Wait, who's that Laura Bush? Laura Bush's... W's. W's. Got it. Wife. Oh, my God. You know what? I kind of liked Laura Bush. I don't know. She didn't say... Well, that sound, that like sounded she horrible. She walked around trying to hold something in her pussy. No, 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 no. You know, you know what it is. <laughs> that, that, that smile. Yeah, but you I'm know, trying to hold the I almost went terrible there. I was like, I liked her. She didn't say much. No, I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. I meant she kind of reminded me of Nancy Reagan back in the day, you know. Um, so anyway, that's my stance. But I, I kind of like Laura Bush. Okay. So, you know, fall's right around the corner. So everybody's gearing up for fall TV. TV. Um, even though COVID has going to have a major impact on a lot of returning shows because they haven't been able to to film but there's a lot of good stuff that looks like it's going to be coming out that was maybe recorded before covid hit and stuff like that mm -hmm. i know it's not fall but since we we're talking about cardi b and like a stripper She's not Video. like a stripper. She was no. just saying what she wants. Well, no, she sexually. was a stripper. She was, but she's not. She's not portraying but, a stripper but, in the video. She's yeah. just a a woman who knows what she wants yeah. and is not afraid to ask for it. But we just finished a new show that was really a summer show, but we didn't catch it until last week. Yeah, it was called P Valley. Yes, which Pussy stands Valley. for yeah, um, about a strip club in Mississippi mm -hmm. ran by Uncle Clifford. Um, who is a? How would you describe him, Clifford? Is he transgendered? Is he I don't a drag think he's queen? Transgendered? I don't think he's a drag queen. He's just fabulous. He's like what the Freddy character? What? What is? Who Big is Freddy? Frida. So he's just fabulous. I guess so. He's but. way too fabulous for to wear. Uh, to he's he's way too fabulous to just wear men's clothes. We'll yeah. say that. Okay. But it's a very good show, and there are a lot of titties in that show. So, yeah, but but besides but, that, it's also a really good drama. Yes. Very well yes. acted, um, really good drama. So we recommend P-Valley on Stars. Yes. Um, they just had their uh, season finale last week, but I'm sure at some point they will do a marathon. So catch it. That's what we recommend. Um, another show that is in the news, uh, speaking of fall television, are keeping up is keeping up with the Kardashians. It's getting canceled. Or it's not getting canceled. They're, they're ending they're it. Whatever. It's about damn time. Twenty seasons. Well, that's probably two a year. Well, it's fourteen years. They, oh, it's that's fourteen, 14 years. years too many for them. Fourteen years. I'm sorry. Twenty seasons. Uh, they are finally calling it quits and. You know, I wasn't like a like an avid viewer of. Am I using that word right? Uh, an active viewer of uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but every once in a while, I would catch like a little mini marathon, and I, you know, it'd be kind of interesting to see how they yeah, live their no, lives. Not me. Not you. No, You're glad it's I, over. I'm glad it's over. I no oh, comment. But but anyway, it's but there are a lot of good previews coming out. 
Netflix has a lot of good shows. One just kind of started. I don't know how I feel about it. It's with Hilary Swank. It's called Away. It's slow. It's very slow, but I want to see where it goes. It's not something that I had the urge to binge watch. I don't want to binge watch like this. Like maybe an episode a every week. other day or a week or something. But it's very good. It's I, I'm interesting to see where it goes. It's about a mother... Um, Mother and a wife, she's the, the captain, and they're on a mission to Mars. Um, Netflix always also has a new show coming out in a couple of weeks, uh, Ratchet, um, with uh, Sarah Paulson and created by Ryan Murphy, so I'm looking forward to that. Based on the character from uh, One Who Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Nurse Ratchet. Yeah, so that looks really good. And hopefully um, it will not... Uh, go in true Ryan Murphy style and be really good in the beginning and by the end you're like okay this has to end but but his Hollywood show was great that was a little bit that was a little bit like I understand what they were doing yeah. but I was like when you tune into a show that is supposed to be about Hollywood you want to see what Hollywood was really like and if you watch Ryan Murphy's Hollywood it's not what Hollywood was really like it's yeah. it's like an alternate Hollywood Universe of but the But it was 30s still very good. Yes. Very good. So, what other fall TV shows are you looking forward to? Um, even though I'm really tired of the show, and I, 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 I was just like really over the show last season, I'm really kind of looking forward to the mass Singer coming back. Oh, really? Yeah. It's <laughs> they, like... they, they get me. They get me because I want to know who these people are. I just want them to stop like fluffing it up. I don't need they a behind-the-scenes look at the costumes. I don't need a special sing-along recap. Just each week, people sing, the worst person gets That's eliminated, fine. and they get unmasked. Yeah, it, they just really drew it out last season. And we don't need all the commentary from all the, the, the panel, no. the judges or whatever. I think those judges but. get paid to make stupid guesses. They get paid, especially Jenny McCarthy, because some of the things that she said, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me, Jenny. Yeah. You've got to be kidding me. It's ridiculous. But And then get celeb actual celebrities for half of those contestants. People will be like, what are you talking about? I, I don't know who half of them are. I would never be able to guess because I don't watch, you know. Hello, Gladys Knight won her season. Gladys Knight, the Empress of won. Soul. She didn't? No. She didn't get eliminated. She, Who won? She, remember, that was T-Pain. That was the first season. Was it? Yes. No. Yes. T-Pain won. Are you sure? Yes. And Patti LaBelle didn't win. And Shaka Khan oh, didn't yeah. win. They, it was Patti LaBelle and Gladys Knight. Weren't they on the same no, season? No. They were on two different seasons. Well, anyway. But, 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 but yeah, there are some celebrities... But those three people, we knew right away because you can't, you know those voices. Well, I did. You, you, I think you had a little bit more difficulty. Well, maybe with Shaka Khan. Yeah. But you know Patti LaBelle's voice and you know Gladys Knight's voice. Yeah. Oh, and Dionne Warwick was on there too. Her and Shaka were on the same season. You know her voice. But yeah, those are celebrities. But then you have like these internet what what do they call them? Influencers. Uh, influencers. I don't know who the hell you are. Neither 
does half the world. Well, they had JoJo Sweet Sweet. I don't know how to pronounce that child's name. She's the child that looks like uh, a living version of Rainbow Bright, and she that snorts sugar <laughs> in the back. So, so yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. The Mass Singer. Yeah. So you can go to our our Facebook page and let us know what fall TV shows you're looking forward to and what we should be watching. watching. So. Um, so we'll be right back with some soul. Oh, you're waiting for me. Soul soup stew for the soul. We don't even know what we're calling our new segment. (laughs) All right. our new segment called Stew for the Soul. You know, every week, every day, we are bombarded with nothing but terrible negative news. Wildfires in California, some orange idiot in the White House and his stupidity, COVID illnesses, deaths, all of this stuff. So each week, we would like to focus on something that will fill your soul with goodness. We're calling it stew for the soul to make you feel better. And just shed some light on some positivity in the world. First of all, I love your your new NPR voice. I think it's very soothing. I feel like seeing sweaty balls though. I was just thinking that. Sweaty balls. Sweaty. Would you like sweaty balls? Or come on down for a sweaty wiener. Stop. Muffins. We're going to get sued. Why? <laughs> but anyway, so um, in the news that's going around, so the stew for the soul is of a wedding couple um, that was supposed to get married in the summer and COVID hit. Um, so they had to change plans. And so they called their caterer and said, hey, we're gonna have to change things around because of COVID and restrictions. Um, so we're gonna do a small intimate um, vowel exchange. Instead of having a reception, we wanna donate the food that would have been to our guest and to our reception um, to a homeless shelter. And so the caterer agreed And so after the the couple exchanged their vows, they went to the homeless shelter and helped pass out the food. That's sweet. Isn't that? That's very unusual because, you know, you want, being in the wedding industry, you know, the brides want it to be all about them. But it's, it's very sweet to see they make it about other people. Yeah. So the bride and groom wore their outfit. She's in a wedding dress. And he's in this tuxedo, and they have hairnets on, and they are serving up this, these meals that were meant for their wedding guests, but they're, they're taking their missed opportunity and making it a opportunity or a, a delight for somebody else. Yeah, I mean, they could have easily just asked for a refund and, you know, put it towards a future honeymoon or whatever, but they chose to get back, and that's sweet. Isn't that sweet? And we need more stories like that. We do. do. We're, we're always so bombarded with the negative news. Yeah. That That's why we want to give you a little 
Stew for the soul. Yes, and the the stew for the soul is just to basically remind you to stay optimistic and stay positive. You know, every time you turn on the news, the radio, the television, there's something about the government, the president, COVID, deaths, sickness, people not... uh, you know, adhering to the regulations, masks, things like that, or people blowing their shit because somebody asked them about a mask. And it's just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, I know it's hard to stay positive in this type of climate, but the only way that we're going to get through it and get through it together is to stay optimistic. You know, it could just be little things. It doesn't have to be anything big. Just stay optimistic. Zoom with a friend, play a game, do something. All right, and we're going to end each week with our favorite segment. Um, We are now calling it Five Spices because they could be a little spicy. So we're going to go with a different theme each week, um, and we're going to do five questions. So since fall is right around the corner, we're going to go with some fall questions. because right now, to me, though, it's not fall. It's no. still 80-some-odd degrees outside where we're at. Um, it, fall, to me, doesn't start until, like, October. But everybody's already ready for fall. I've seen somebody's got Halloween, Halloween ghosts out in their front yard already. People pumpkin this, pumpkin that. So the first question of the week, what's the deal with pumpkin spice? I don't know, but a lot of people seem to lose their shit over it each and every year. Like, they wait for pumpkin spices, spice lattes at Starbucks. Yeah, frappuccinos. It's like, and I like pumpkin pie. I I can do a little bit of pumpkin spice. We actually did buy some pumpkin, for our cheat day, some pumpkin cinnamon roll things. They were quite good. They were okay. But I don't crave it so i don't know what the deal is do you crave it i mean i do crave a pumpkin spice frappuccino because i haven't had uh starbucks in over two years (laughs) and i really would like a starbucks um i don't know it just i guess it kind of tastes like fall if fall had a taste it's just like i get it the 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 scent yeah you know makes you crave fall and makes it feel like fall and apple and things like that. Yeah. But to me, it's not fall yet. Well, I know. I mean, and I'm one of those people who is ready for fall because I love fall. I love fall and spring. Those are my seasons. So, okay. So the next question is, what is your favorite thing about fall? My favorite thing about fall are the holidays. I I just get a little bit more giddier around the holidays, so I can't wait. I mean, although I I'm like surprised every time I I see Halloween decorations up in the middle of September, it does it does kind of poke at my heartstrings, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's about it. You know, the holidays are on their way. Um, I just have so much so many good memories about the holidays growing up as a kid, and it kind of makes me feel nostalgic. So, Halloween and Thanksgiving. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I include Christmas and all of that too, even though it's not. That's winter. I know that's winter, but it's you get three holidays in a every you know three holidays in a row: Halloween, so, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Well, my favorite thing about fall is the cooler temperatures. You know, it's the the jeans 
and the hoodie weather and because and it just feels good to be outside because it's not too hot and it's not too cold and then the environment is changing the leaves start to change and you get all of those beautiful colors that's my favorite thing about fall yeah. now what is your i know you just said it but is a hoodie your favorite hot fall clothing yeah piece of clothing gotta have a hoodie hoodie in the jeans you know Yep, that's my favorite. What about you? Um, well, you stole mine. I do like a good hoodie. Mm-hmm. I do like a good hoodie. And it's also hat weather, too. So anytime you can just slap on a baseball hat and a hoodie and some jeans, you're good to go. Or a nice nice little light sweater. You know, like, you know, um, it's cool <clears throat> so you could wear the sweater, but you don't need a jacket with that. You know, you, yeah. it's that kind of look. So, um... That was, what, three? Yeah, that was three. So we've got two more fall questions. Okay. So. Do you, I have a question. Okay. Um, Do you look forward, I know I do, and I don't know why, but I look forward to the Hallmark Channel releasing their fall movie. (laughs) They're already out, you know. It's it's already um, the Halloween, like, no, no, you know, no. Freeform is already listed. No, 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 not Freeform. Hallmark. Hallmark. And they don't do Halloween. They do fall festivals. No. They do not. fall festivals where I'm people not. fall in love. I'm looking forward to a working gal in the city taking an assignment in a small town, falling in love with a uh, the only handyman in a small town and um, taking part in their fall festival where they officially fall in love and get married. That's what I'm looking forward to. I just basically described every Hallmark fall movie. Yeah. So the last question in Five Spices, what is your fa- favorite fall activity? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite fall activity. Well, I, I kind of have two. One is we didn't go last year, but I do like going apple picking. You know, I think that's a lot of fun. And you yeah. get a pumpkin too. And then Halloween, you know. But what and, will Halloween look like during COVID? I don't know. I don't think that we'd be able we'll, to go to we'll our normal that. stomping grounds. Well, everybody's already got a mask on anyway during Halloween. It is different. I don't know what it's going to be like. I, I don't think it will. I don't. But, think but still, be we're just talking in general. You know, when I looked forward to fall, Halloween, spooky things, darkness, haunted houses, which I will not set one no. foot into. We'll 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 bring that up on another time. So, but anyway, so well, we hope that everybody is happy that we're back um, with the stew for our second season. Because if you're not happy, then. We don't care because we're happy to be back. That's right. So, but make sure you tell a friend, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, just search Sunday Stew Podcast. And if there's something you want to want us to talk about on the show, let us know about that as well on all of those platforms. Exactly. Well, until next week, happy fall. Happy fall. It's the Sunday Stew. Come on and get happy. Come on down, we'll leave you satisfied.
get happy, it's the Sunday. Hey, the music's stopping. Why I'm getting my gospel on? Cause it's the Sunday stew.